so I can kind of keep track of what day it is. And today's the 21st day, which makes it three weeks. Crazy. Okay, I'm going to go back to sharing some of those different versions of the steps. But first, I want to share with you a ridiculous story that one of one of the people in my group shared in our in our thread and by ridiculous, I don't mean it wasn't, it was ridiculous of her to share it. It's, it's just another example of the magnitude and of, of what gambling addiction does. So the story talks about this gentleman, and of course they paid him out, you know, family man, normal guy, went to the diner regularly. He was arrested on three charges of first degree murder. And ended up confessing to six murders. And it was all elderly people, sounds like, that he bludgeoned to death so that he could get money to gamble. That's that's what the article says, that he was a regular around different gambling parlors, is how they said it. He favored slot machines and video poker, acquaintances said. So it's when when they say insanity, prisoner death, like it's seriously no joke. Um, we only know the insanity stories in the prison stories because, you know, they're clear and they're public. We don't always know the death stories. So it's just, you know, it's another reason to keep fighting the fight. But here's what I found even not even as disturbing as someone committing murder to have gambling money but this statement by the police and it reminded me of something from Michelle's case Michelle there was a cop involved and hopefully I get the details right but there was a police officer involved and in the investigation and when he was writing up his analysis or whatever it was called, suggestion for sentencing, he used a lot of vocabulary that was gambling slang, like she rolled the dice and just different. It just kind of showed his ignorance to, you know, when you're obviously I don't expect everybody to know that some of these words or videos or whatever can be triggers for different gamblers, but it it's funny how it's built into our vocabulary on such a level, like even in group, you know, Bill will be like, you bet. Oh, we've all said it. You bet. Or double down or whatever. So the language is there. It's just built in to our dynamic, which is why the fight is so real. And so why I have to be so loud. I mean, you got a nice loud voice for fighting this one. <laughs> so anyway, so in this article, this is what the cop said. And I'll try to go slow so you could see if you see what's as wrong with it as I do. He was, without question, a gambling addict, Sheriff Jones said. I guess you could say his income didn't quite correspond with his lifestyle. 
Are you thinking about what's wrong with that statement? And you know what? Maybe maybe you don't know what my thinking is on what's wrong with that statement. My belief is that gambling is not about the money. You know, the money is is the vehicle that we need to to do it. You know, it's almost like um a crack pipe delivers the crack or a needle delivers the heroin. It's not the needle that's the problem, right? It's the heroin. It's not the pipe that's the problem. It's the full pike. It's the crack. So it's the same thing with money and gambling. And it's not a lifestyle. Like people, to me, lifestyle represents the fanciest car in the neighborhood you know, the biggest house, wanting to always be able to sit in first class, you know, always buy organic, whatever those things are in a lifestyle. Gambling is not a lifestyle. It's it's for an addict, which this fella clearly was, according to the article and based on the fact if you kill someone for money to gamble, I would think that that's an addict. But this wasn't about lifestyle this was about feeding the monster the you know you don't just murder people so that you can have a better car a better house a better vacation you just don't do that or at least I don't think people do that that's not what I have heard of and who knows maybe there is an emerging emerging community of secret lifestyle murderers that haven't evolved yet or haven't made me aware the way other people aren't aware of, you know, our addiction. So I just wanted to share that with you. It hit it hit a chord, obviously. So we're going to go back, back to comparing the 12 steps from a GA perspective versus a couple others. And if you didn't tune in yesterday, this conversation centers around those who might be skeptical about a 12-step program because of the language and use of higher power and God, you know, if, if they're not religious or they have their own kind of spirituality that may not fit in that context. It, I'm just trying to share that there are other options. And also, I'm a believer that that doesn't have to be an obstacle. I didn't believe in God for the whole time I was in GA and I still don't use the language God. My higher power is the universe and I'm very clear and comfortable in that. And I am very grateful to the universe for all that it delivers. Like my face mask yesterday, like my universe does some pretty cool things. And I will again say, you know, it's not about when it's, when it's other people's beliefs and things, I think we need to be respectful. And I go back to the language of GA saying principles about personalities. So I think that what a person believes is part of their personality. Okay, so the GA version of step four is, and that's the one we've been working on, made a searching and fearless moral and financial inventory of ourselves. The humanist 12 step says, We have made a list of the triggers and situations in which we are most likely to gamble. The agnostic version made a searching and fearless moral and financial inventory of ourselves. I think that's the one that's the closest to the literature. And then the promises. And I really wish I knew. I feel like like 
Chris or someone handed out this the promises when we were in a GA meeting. I don't know where I got it, but I like it. So four, we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. Okay. So no God in that one. No God in that one. And as I'm passing them around, sorry. Okay. So number five, admitted to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. That was the GA version. Agnostic. Five, admitted to ourselves without reservation and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. The humanist. We ask our friends to help us avoid those situations. Uh, I think I'm starting to understand. I think the humanist one is maybe if, if recovery was at levels, I think the humanist one is not that whatever the problem is isn't as serious as gambling or alcohol or substance abuse, but it's almost so that you can... So say I like to go grocery shopping too often. Maybe this is the one that can be applied to more, maybe not as detrimental addictions or maybe bad habits. Maybe habits, bad habits that we're trying to cure might line up better with these humanist 12 steps. And I'm imagining, guys, that you can probably Google these. I just, like I said, I don't know exactly where I got them. And the promises version is no matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience could benefit others. So it's interesting. It doesn't really line up exactly. All right, I'm going to do, whoa, maybe I'm not going to do one more. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do one more because I'm out of time. I guess it was because that story was really bothering me. And maybe I'll do a little research to find out where I found these. And yeah, I got to find out where I found these. That would be a good start. Anyway, have a marvelous evening. I know I'm gonna. I know I told you about Justin this morning, but he's going to be in my living room again. I'm very excited about this. And I will be dancing and singing my heart out all by myself. Happy Friday night to me and Justin. All right, guys. I hope this was a good kickoff to your weekend, and I will talk to you in the morning. Stay